Oh man, what is up everybody? Welcome to another another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Yep. Alright, good night everybody. <laughs> How's everybody doing today, man? We are uh we are neck deep into October, man. It uh Yep. The sniffles are definitely fall related. <laughs> Uh, October, where I wake up every morning with maybe a cold. Yeah, all right. It's officially pumpkin spice season for all you white women out there. Unfortunately, my uh, my whitest girl that I know has actually, she's been sick for now a, almost a week. Uh, no, it is not COVID-related. Seems to be, uh, hopefully not sharing too much, intestinally related. Uh, but Charlotte did something I have never seen her do in her entire life the other day. Uh, she, like a trooper, came on down to the Fall Fest to see her old man uh, play on stage. I promised not to embarrass her on stage, and then I absolutely embarrassed her on stage. But more on that later. But she came out, and she wasn't feeling well. She came out anyway. And she's been kind of under the weather ever since. But on Sunday, she... Never came out of her room the entire day. The entire time I've known her, I've never known that to be a thing. I don't think I've ever done that in my entire life. Unless, maybe back when I was grounded. But maybe back in the grounding days. Do people ground people anymore? Like, really ground them? Like, it's, like, here, just sit in this box, no TV, no phone. I mean, I know people that have been grounded, like, quote-unquote grounded, like kids and stuff. But I don't know what that actually entails. I, uh... I have actually never, I have never had the need nor reason to ground my kids. And I'm not trying to sound like a proud parent. I'm also not trying to sound like one of those pushover parents. I just, I don't have bad kids. I don't have kids that do bad things. Um, The worst stuff they've ever done, they've kind of told us either ahead of time or immediately after. And I think the closest it came, I uh, when Charlotte was really little, I punished her. By making her sit on the steps for 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, traumatized her, by the way. Like, it really, I guess it really worked. So it's, it's apparently like, uh, it's, it's a method. And uh, that'll be out in my new kids' book uh, that I'm writing about parenting and how to parent your kids call, called uh, What Do I Know? <laughs> that'll be out later this year. Probably not. So uh, what's going on? We should get to uh, some business. Uh, the new top 20 is out, uh, complete with your host, backdrop, new microphone, new mic stand, and tie. I will tell you, it is a different kind of uh, different kind of garbage, uh, this week's episode, because in the middle of it, for whatever reason, when I went to touch the camera, which I will not be doing now, no matter how close it looks like my finger is, uh, I turned off the video. Ta-da! Congratulations. Oh, wait. I have, I have an effect for that. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I turned off the video for just under two minutes. Now, a lot of people would say that is uh, God intervening to spare you the, I guess, visual manifestation of what this show looks like. And uh, who am I to argue with that? It's completely possible. But I did decide I was going to cut it. Like, it just jumped to, like, where the video picked back up. Because it's not like I was saying anything important. Because, like, do I ever? Really? Um, 
but I decided to fill it with some uh, B-roll. <laughs> B-roll of my cat, Momo, just sitting around doing what he does best, laying around in the breeze. And then, of course, uh, the hardest working... Uh, the hardest working creature in the house, my uh, my robot vacuum cleaner with one of my daughter's stuffed animals on top of it. Just a couple of loops of that. I hope it was hypnotic. Made you think that the uh, top 20 is really much better than it is. Who knows? Um, so honestly, it's worth it just to see the part with Momo in it. I, I can't honestly, uh, I can't honestly speak to the rest of it, whether or not it's worth it. I mean, I do appreciate the you know, 20 to 40 views I get every week. If I could throw a zero on the back of that, I think that would be great. And I always appreciate the comments. The comments are always fun, especially if it's an issue that we're talking about. By the way, like I really do, I really do want to do something and make this more popular. So I'm thinking about getting a completely other host. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, housekeeping on Strangerhood TV. You can find the new episode of The Top 20. It comes out every Thursday at midnight, so check that out. Uh, it also bumped, as it should, the brand new Craving Strange lyric video for Say It All. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking, putting it out on a Wednesday night, knowing that they were just going to get trounced by the new episode of The Top 20. But, hey, I don't know. Maybe Jimmy's slipping. Maybe Jimmy's slipping. I don't I don't know. We could find out from him later. Uh, in other uh, Strangerhood, not, Strangerhood TV nonsense news, um, and Bacon is my podcast, they have the full interview. It's actually the second half of the interview uh, with Allie from uh, the Artist and, uh, from Artist and Allie podcast. Uh, what Allie does is she talks to musical people and... Um, I don't know. Her, her take is that it's just like not the usual questions, which is great. Honestly, nobody wants to hear the usual questions because everybody's already heard the usual questions. But uh, the boys were on her podcast, uh, Allie and Artist. Wait, Artist and Allie on Saturday. And then they did do, they did part two of the crossover. So if you've ever seen uh, when Law & Order used to do an episode with the original and SVU, it's like that, but a lot less Elliot and uh, uh, Liv. So... And way more, Jimmy and Mike. Which, that's your thing. That's what you ought to do. Uh, this week, they've got uh, Abigail from Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. I don't know what that is. I'll have to check that out. That's the seven questions. That'll be the new interview. They also have seven questions with uh, Kate Katz from Throw the Fight. I don't know what the interview is going to be on Monday. Whenever they throw up two um, seven questions, seven bacons, your seven bacon questions. Whatever. Your bacon-flavored questions, whenever they do the seven of those, there's usually a timing thing. Somebody's trying to promote something. So they might just put up two interviews on Monday. So instead of taking, I don't know, three weeks for me to watch this interview, that's a good nine months for me to watch both interviews. So I'll try and let you know which one I think is better. Uh, this week is always is also Joey Nunn's birthday. I'm going to do him a solid and wish him a very happy 27th birthday, Joey Nunn. Maybe we'll get to him some of his music, some of his tunage a little bit later on. Um, but I do actually have, had, have. See, when you come prepared, like, my God, it's so easy to become unprepared. But I do have uh, some breaking news. Oh, I just dropped it. Well, that was good. It's actually more like falling news. <laughs> hey, come on. All right. So I'll show this to the camera because it matters. 
this is how legit it is, right? It's actually from the desk of Annie Stoic, so you know it's real. So uh, this came out through her publicist today, this morning, actually. Uh, from the desk of Annie Stoic, 10-14-2021, year of our Lord. That's a Louis C.K. joke. Uh, dear fans, while there has been several rumors in the media lately that I will be appearing on something called the Hard Rock Lunchbox, let me assure you, my fans, that I will not. It is a sad state when low-rent shows such as, quote, The Box, attempt to bolster their own pathetic ratings by desperately clinging to the coattails of celebrities like myself, Mr. Steven Seagal, and others. It is my hope that the, quote, producers, and I'm quoting that intentionally, of this program cease and desist with their ongoing campaign of fake news and just get back to whatever it is they do well, which I'm guessing is nothing. That all being said, I and the rest of Jackknife Stiletto plan on releasing a new video towards the end of the month, and we will be out and about promoting it on every single media outlet we can find, except the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you for all your support. Annie Stoic, comma, goat, P.S. I took your hand. So, it sounds like... Sounds like Annie is not going to be on the show today. And you know what? Good. <laughs> Actually, none of this is true. I just made all this up. See how easy it is to do some fake news? Annie is working today. She's going to be on the West Coast. So we decided that uh, Rebel 9 and Jackknife Stiletto will be entering an East Coast-West Coast battle. Presently, I will be playing the part of Biggie, I guess. I don't know much about it. But uh, Annie's fine. Annie will actually be in in the next week or two to actually promote that video. I honestly don't know if she's going to be on every other media outlet. But she will be here slumming it on the box one more time. Yeah. Breaking news. Annie Stowe. Yes, a note from the goat, as it were. A goat note. It's a goat note. Greatest note of all time. That would be also a note if the G is silent. A gnote. Yeah. I'm so glad I wasted your time doing that. <laughs> I will tell you, in my head, it was a much better idea. And I had a good laugh about it, and Annie had a good laugh about it. Good laugh about it. That's two laughs, and that's more than I had when I got here. So, all right. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is rude because I have a name. Uh, we played our very first show in 19 months on Saturday. Yeah, give me a round of applause. I, uh, I should have, in hindsight, uh, documented the range of awful and horrible physical and mental emotions I was going through over the course of the day because it was pretty stunning. I was so... Goddamn nervous and so freaked out about this performance to the point where I have never, I've never felt like that before ever in my entire life. Uh, any of my firsts being on stage were always like very small gatherings with very close friends, and even my first time singing on stage, I was really, really, really nervous for. But to be perfectly honest, and as weird as this may sound. 
I didn't have any standard to uphold when I first started singing. I was awful, and I knew it. <laughs> like, and right after that, everybody knew it. <laughs> so it was fine. But I really had nowhere to go but up. You know, and it's kind of the advice I've given to everybody that's like opted to start singing a little bit later in their career. I remember actually having that conversation with Annie. Like, you're going to end up singing anyway. You might as well start now. Even if you are awful, then you've got nowhere to go but better. So you might as well do it. And I wish that I had <clears throat> had somebody tell 17-year-old me that because I would have really liked to have cut off a lot of that downtime. I was singing backing vocals for years. I think with a little guidance, uh, a couple of lessons, some production, and years of experience, I became a much, much better singer than I was. And uh, as I referenced even the other day, or not the other day, a couple of shows ago, like my band at a couple of practices ago, like uncharacteristically gave me a whole lot of like crap about how I was like down on my voice. And they were saying like just how much better they think that I am than I, I actually was and stuff. And it's, it's not something the band usually does, but it was, you know, I mean, it was nice to hear for sure. But it was also a, a good, honest, um, with me every day sort of trajectory thing. Right. So. Uh, for for those those dudes to be able to draw those, uh, make those conclusions based on where I was and where I am and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so, um, but a lot has happened in 19 months. A lot. Um, and my anxiety has gotten worse. And I think the reason my anxiety has gotten worse, and that I'm lumping it all is anxiety. It's social anxiety. It's stage fright. It's all that stuff. Fear of the unknown is a good one for me. Uh, I think the reason a lot of that has gotten worse is because I have not really had to deal with it all that much over the past 19 months. I don't know if that's other people's kind of experience with their lives. Um, but for me, when I'm doing it every week, like there's only so flipped out I can get about it because my body is actually a little primed to deal with it. Um, I'm used to it. I'm normal. I can ignore some of it, and it was it was a fairly unfamiliar feeling uh, to have it be this ramped up for the show, and it was it was tough, man. It was it was a hard thing because I just wanted to do it to see if I could do it. Because the other factor that was going on is my physical ability to do the show was in doubt, like not by anybody around me or not that anybody around me was saying. But internal to me, like, I had a lot of doubts as to whether or not I could do the show. I have, in the past, uh, gotten so amped up and so anxious and so nervous that I've blown my voice out in a 45-minute set. It's absolutely happened. I can pull it off and fake my way through it because I, I perform a lot or was performing a lot. So I had a lot of tools in my toolbox that could get me through those things. You know, I have lozenges and sprays with me for emergencies. I also mentally have uh, alternate vocal lines. Like if you ever hear me change vocal lines, like do something lower, or do something different than what's on the recording. It's usually that it's usually because I'm, I'm safeguarding my voice to get all the way through a set. Um, especially if I know that there's harder things coming up or more important things coming up. And then I, you know, I'm careful around songs like Steven Seagal because I can get really amped up during that song and completely destroy my voice if I wanted to. But I, I generally don't unless we're closing with it and then I don't care. But it's still bad anyway. But I, um, so I, 
I have, and I've also, in case you haven't noticed, and thank you for not noticing, I've put on 50 pounds, like a solid 50 pounds. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And that affects my ability to control a lot of my physical uh, presence and my physiology. And a lot of singing is your physiology, like how... Um, how, what is the state of your instrument, like physically? Like, is it, is it, uh, not to be gross, but like, is it all mucus? Is it very dry? Is it, you know, all those things. So as my anxiety ramps up, I, my throat dries out. I mean, I know I drink what feels like a full barrel of water about a half an hour, between an hour and a half hour before I perform so that I'm hydrated from the inside because honestly drinking water, while you're performing, doesn't do anything to lubricate or, or or hydrate your vocal cords. It really just helps to, you know, helps with the stuff in your throat, you know, but um, not really your vocal cords. You want those hydrated and, and well performing and stuff like that. So I had a lot of a lot of doubts, right? So I was going in, and now it's not that I was it's not that I was unrehearsed. Like we rehearsed twice a week. Like it's it's one of the things that I cl- I clang to clang. Clinged to? Clang to? Clung to. Clung to? Yeah, absolutely clung to. It's one of those things that I clung to during the pandemic for some sense of normalcy. Aside from this stupid show, and I mean that in the nicest way, like I had soccer with some sort of regularity and I had rehearsals with some sort of regularity. It's why a lot of my existence didn't change all that much over you know the course of the pandemic. And in fact, one of the, the, the biggest things for me is that work just went through the roof because in tech and software, like... We were like the most on. We were we were like the most in demand. Like dock workers are like right now. Just totally that. So, and I'm a complete mental case anyway, and self-deprecating and doubt, and I don't believe in myself all that often. I'm working on that. But so you take all those factors and then you put into place. Yep, we're gonna do a 40, 45 minute set in front of thousands of people. Like it's not even like. 10 people it was thousands i mean i want to thank you know the handful of people like maybe 20 people that came down to see us specifically like i could not be more grateful for you guys thank you so much for doing that um i had some hurricanes come down which was very cool and i had a nice interaction with a much younger hurricane from island trees who thought i was talking about her team i wasn't but it was still cute and adorable anyway uh so i had all that so it was it was really good you know like to to do all that and I got to say, I feel like we stepped in and we, my band and I did a absolutely great job. My voice held out. My voice actually did better than normal. I think because of the boatload of stuff I was taking, supplements to calm my ass down, but also the constant attention and intention of not blowing my voice out. Just using everything that I've learned over the past 19 months of rehearsing, rehearsing calmly, because I'll sing for three to four hours, depending on the rehearsal. I mean, probably closer to three. Um, So I can do it as long as I don't screw up everything else. Um, And I think I did really well. and Well enough, in fact, that I'm comfortable going into the next set of shows which we'll be talking about in a minute, which also includes our new show that we do have to actually announce publicly at some point, that we are going to be opening for Buck Cherry uh, at um, uh, Mulcahy's in Wontaw 
on Saturday, November 6th. Also, I have tickets available right now. Uh, they are $35 on their face. We're doing $30 each or two for 50 Just get in touch with me, and I'll get you some, some tickets. People have already gotten in touch with me, so... I'm not talking to you. I mean, you guys can get in touch with me for more tickets, but people that haven't, those are really people that should probably get in touch with me. And then we'll put stuff up on the website and blah, 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 blah. I just have to catch up a little bit and get that stuff done. But if you want to get your hands on tickets now, uh, just just message me or something and we'll work it out. We'll Venmo it and I'll just mail them to you. So, so that'll be cool. But I, I'm super more confident in going into these upcoming shows because I feel like after 7,000 years of performing, I finally have a mental game in place to be able to sing. So go me. And it was really good. It was really good. And I will say, uh, as I want to wrap up the top 20 here, like one of the biggest takeaways for me, and we can talk about this more during the show. If you have any questions, feel free to hop up on uh, 99 WNRR and ask them. You can, it's it's the box. You can AMA me all day. So, um, but one of the big takeaways for me was where, where am I at career-wise? Like there was a lot of me that was just like, you know, are we winding this down? Like, do I not want to do this? Is that what this is all telling me? But I will say after, you know, 40 minutes on stage, because it was a 45-minute set, but my drummer played it, so it was five minutes fast. Um, I got off stage, and I, I felt really good about it. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to keep doing this. And that was a good reminder for me that I do want to keep doing it. And yes... All the stuff around it is stressful, but those 40, 45 minutes on stage are really just some of the best times in my life. And honestly, what solidified it for me uh, as I was packing up the van, feeling very good about it, by the way, packing up the van, uh, this this dude who I don't know, older than me, uh, taps me on my shoulder. He's like, hey, he listen, um, I'm not a metal guy. This is exactly what he said. I'm not a metal guy either, but he's like... He's like, I'm not a metal guy. He's like, but those last two songs you played, including the one you said uh, you only played twice, which was Keep You Near. Uh, he's like, those songs are really, really good. He's like, I really like them a lot. I, I thanked him. I told him everything's available on Spotify and Apple if he wants to check it out. And I said that, you know, we play locally, so come find us and let's do this again. And that felt really good. And I realized that's one person in a festival of thousands. But I've had years where I've had no people say that. And I have to tell you, one, way better than zero. So I'm feeling pretty good about things, feeling pretty good about the band, feeling pretty good about performing. So uh, I don't want to make a formal announcement, but it certainly feels like I'll be in for at least another couple years if you guys are interested in having me. And if I can just keep writing better and better songs and... Maybe soon I'll have some of that F.U. money I keep hearing about. I keep hearing about, like, right here on the box. Because I segued the shit out of that. Yeah, that's what's up.